With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Just yeah. you and I, David. David, any thoughts? Yeah. Did you know about his superstition, by the way, about the, about the lines? Yes. Yeah, I did, yes. Okay. <laughs> I've been with him nearly 10 years. I think I know pretty much everything. <laughs> I would have thought so, yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, any yeah. thoughts on, on some of the things that Liam and I just spoke about, you know, the mood in, in, in the first sort of four weeks of the year compared to, say, what happened in, in Vilnius? Um, to be honest, I thought, you know, Australia had the potential to go really well. I think losing that first round qualies was a blow uh, because he, you know, he did get in a position to win that match and, and wasn't able to get over the line. So losing seven, six in the third is never fun, you know, at a slam. Uh, but then we got back and, and then Koblenz, I knew he was very nervous and I, I thought the ranking was something that was bothering him. I think we spoke about that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the performance against the Teuton was, you know, very poor, as we've spoken about. And and I, I, I mean, you know, one of the things we just spoke about is is just being a bit more meticulous on court. You know, he's very meticulous about everything and the way he prepares and everything like that. And I said, you know, that's your personality. Why don't you use that strength on the court and just be a little bit more meticulous with you know things like footwork and watching the ball and just the, the focus on court. Uh, and you know it it was you know a, a very good conversation. I think uh, I said my piece, and and the reaction was just tremendous. I mean, the very next practice, as I said. So I would say that 
you know, that poor performance may have been the best performance of the year because if it's if if he continues in the vein in terms of how focused he was in Vilnius, uh, especially in things like break points and stuff like that, really zoning in and and doing everything possible to make them play and if he can c- carry on like that then it was a real blessing in disguise because i think uh yeah i just saw a different level of focus that i've not seen before and, and and he's been really and he's been really good for two years i mean you don't beat people like Merkatz and schwartzman and tiafu and yeah, uh, not in the last two years, but okay. but he has beaten Norrie before twice. Um, you don't win those kind of matches if you if you don't have a, a good focus. But there there was definitely always another level that I felt uh, uh, needed to be there to to increase the consistency, and that's what I'm hopeful for now that the consistency will be there. That's really what's prevented him from being in the in in the top 100 and beyond yeah because his ranking right now i believe is 140 um yeah you know the, the sort of golden um line of, of being in the top 100 uh is is obviously something very much on your minds it was at there at the beginning of the year but with the setbacks you had in australia and, and to a lesser extent in in, in germany um you know the the, the that question mark but then suddenly suddenly winning now he's up to 140 are you are you looking up again now rather than looking down i mean i think i've always looked up i never bothered to look down i just think that it's always about you know playing the right way and 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 sticking to your processes and 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 working hard to get better all the time and i think uh by and large, Liam has done that, especially the last two years. But having lost early in Australia, the pressure of, of losing points and dropping back outside the top 200 was looming large. And and I think that contributed to the performance in Coblenz. Uh, but after, I think I was able to turn his head again to look what is possible if you do things just a little bit better again and 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 really really you know be pedantic about your you know the way you focus on the court um that you know you can turn this around quickly and i mean you know like i said from the first practice in Vilnius, i thought hmm, plays like this there's 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 a chance you're doing really well but I was nervous going into the first round because you never know what's 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 yeah. going to actually happen. Once he got through that, I was very nervous about the Emer match because I know he can play very very well. Uh, but Liam was, you know, started very well there, and Emer, you know, was I think stunned a little bit and didn't really get to the races until the second set. And uh, that six one six three, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was a sticky moment. Uh, I think it was a four, yeah, four three. Liam up a break, uh, and it felt a little bit sticky. But Liam managed to get through that. And 
and then broke him again for the match. Uh, Jumzo is always difficult. He, uh, he he's a great mover. He closes the net off really fast. He's got very good touch around the net. <clears throat> so again, that was also one and three. Uh, but that second set, that six three set, was a real battle. It was, and again at at, at four three there, um, it was it was a really important important game to hold um, and then to break again. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I, I think, I think, if he can continue with that, uh, it could be a it could be a very good year. What is the for the Doha qualification, the Qatar Open qualification, on the ATP side? What are we looking at for the cutoff for qualifiers there? So he's ranked one hundred and forty at the moment. Yeah, but the thing is, it's, it's on his previous ranking of one hundred and seven eight. Oh, okay. So they're, they're lagging by a week behind or yeah. something, aren't they? Yeah. So right now the cut is one five three. Um, so he needs three or four more guys to to drop off. Uh, if he doesn't get in, he will be first alternate because the first alternate goes on your current ranking. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then you need somebody to kind of drop out overnight. Uh, mm-hmm. or not show up, which is <clears throat> a little trickier. And, yeah. and you know, you, you are, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a, a real Hail Mary hope, you know, you're not, you're not, there's not a great chance of getting in. Got it. But uh, previous years suggest you'll get in. The cuts okay. from previous years have always been about, you know, you know, one, you know, one, five, seven, one, seven, seven. Um, so, uh, he's, 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 he's still got a chance. By the way, David, when, when, do you have the same answer as Liam regarding, you know, playing the first round against Novak or Rafa? Would, would you say the same? I'd rather play them later on in the tournament or, or for you, you'd like to have the challenge or, 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 or to see how that goes or, or what, what are your thoughts on that question? Um, I mean, I agree that I think if you can play, you know, somebody that's, you know, a chance to win and start to get some momentum in a tournament before you play a big player, uh, it is, it is helpful. I think you feel more comfortable in the tournament when you when you've won, you know, one, two, maybe three matches. But before wouldn't you wouldn't Rafa and, and Novak feel the same? They would feel exactly the same, yes. Um, but I think, you know, if you play them first round, uh, yes, they're going to be more nervous. They're probably not going to play as, as, as well, but neither are you. Yeah. And so I think, uh, yeah, it's... It, it, look, I mean, those guys, I think... Are, are, I think Liam needs to be a little closer to them to feel comfortable to say, listen, I really would like to have a go first mm-hmm. round. I think while you still need the points, it, okay. it's, it's, it's a tougher decision. I think if you, you know, main draw of every slam, then say, okay, let me have a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but certainly personally, I would love to have a go at, at, at one of those guys and, and see. But again, only if he's in the mindset that he really goes out there to believe he can win. Got it. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been in that situation with Miles McLagan, we've spoken about against Boris Becker and, yeah. you know, guys against Sampras and stuff like that, where I, I really think I was able to get them to a state of mind where they really believed they could win. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a huge difference when you go out on the court to, to, to actually genuinely believe you can win. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that you only start to know as you get closer to a match like that, whether the player is actually there for yeah. it or, or not. Yeah. I mean, if he was to say, have a good three or four months, if he's in the top 100, you know, first round of Wimbledon as well, then, mm-hmm. then, and, and the confidence is flowing. And you, you, you can catch these guys got cold. You, you, yeah. I mean, I remember Leighton Hewitt, albeit Karlovic ended up being a pretty tricky phenomenon in a way. But yeah. I remember that match at Wimbledon and, yeah. and, and Draper taking a set off Novak last year and, yeah. and other, yeah. other players taking a set off Novak, for example, early on in yeah. a tournament. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think in terms of the way they're going to perform, the first round is the best time to get them. Yeah, because they are going to get better and better as the tournament goes on, if they're feeling it, uh, which is mostly. Uh, but yeah, as I said, it's it's also really difficult to come into a match like that if you if you don't really feel like you're in a place to to really go after them for for a win and feel that confident that hey, I can I can do something here. Um, and I, I do believe that that's slightly uh, ranking related that, you know, if you, if you, if you know, you're going to be in all the slams, it's not like just, you know, because the points are huge. Money's good. It's, it's a chance to really do something in a slam. So, you, mm-hmm. you know, to hit those guys first round, it, it does take kind of take that away from you. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought of that, of course, and and I, and I it just goes to show that for for the people that are ranked, sort of as you say, between the one and two hundred mark, where the ambitions are, are still pretty big, if you like, of, of getting into the top mm-hmm. one hundred and getting into main draws, that yeah, of course, you come up against one of those, suddenly you, you, you're not going to. I mean, for example, of course, Wimbledon last year. Don't forget, many... it's a, it, it, it's it's a zero pointer. You lose first round of a slam, it's a zero pointer. Yeah, that means you're. You're only counting 17 tournaments, not 18, and uh, because one of them is a zero, you can't replace it with with anything else. So it's 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 quite a big deal to to get a zero pointer uh, as well. So it's the ranking effect is is yeah not good for 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 a player in that area. Sure, David. Uh, one final thing then on on the ranking thing does does the fact that that Wimbledon didn't have points last year is that something that that annoyed you if you like or, or bothered you before the tournament? Let's say bothered rather than annoyed. Was it, was it mm. like oh, this is a you know a tournament where we think Liam can get some points and there's not going to be any? Um, and are you are you keen to have points this year at Wimbledon? Very keen. I, I just don't think you know whilst. Wimbledon's Wimbledon, so everybody will play it. Uh, I do think over time, if there's no points there, because I think this war could go on for two, three, four years, 
Mm. And if you're not going to have points every year for Wimbledon, I do believe that in that situation, it devalues the starts to devalue the tournament. Yeah, and and I can't see that being something that that can can carry on. Uh, you know, before the tournament when they took it away, I was I was uh, I, I was irritated by it um, because I felt that um, you know it it did punish a lot of players and uh, and you know the ATP is the Association of Tennis Professionals. I mean, it's it's kind of for the players uh, and. You know, I know the ATP had to do something, but maybe in the first year, just the heavy fines. Uh, but also know where they're coming from because that does obviously, you know, take away from one of the, the founding principles, which is players or individuals and have the right to play. Um, so it, it is a tricky situation. I mean, the, the decision that Wimbledon took, I felt was not 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 the right decision. Um, but we're going to have the same thing with the Olympics. It seems like now with uh, it does look that way, yeah. You know, uh, but I just think you know, if you, it's where do you draw the line? You know, I mean, and I think once you once you start playing the kind of moral police in sport, it's a it's a really it's a really tricky line to draw. Where, because where do you draw the line? I mean, because Things are going to happen in the world, and governments are going to do things in the world that have nothing to do with the people. Mm-hmm. And if you start saying, "Well, because this government's done this, these players can't play," um, I, I, I just, I just think it's a slippery slope to 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 a bad situation uh, because you are starting to play, you know, in my moral police as, as to what's right and what's wrong. And and you and you know wars can break out anywhere. You know governments can make you know and 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 I I experienced this myself as a player because coming from South Africa, mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of places where I couldn't play, mm-hmm. and and it made my tournament schedule uh, much more difficult. And and you know I wasn't able to go to you know starting off and you know, in, in the satellites in those days to some of the countries where there were slightly weaker satellites to get the ball rolling and, and get, a, you know, a lot of points in, in slightly weaker situations to then attack the, 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 the countries where the tournaments were a lot tougher. I was pretty much confined to, to where the tournaments were, were very tough, you know. Um, you know, Asia was, was out. You know, Scandinavia was out. Um, you know, most of Africa, well, all of Africa pretty much was out. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the Middle East was out. So, you know, the, it, I had a very small amount of countries in which to play in. And, you know, I, I remember being in, in Holland where people started flying, while I was playing, started throwing black tennis balls on the court. Okay. And, and protesting, and I thought I was being clever, and I asked the umpire if I could take the the microphone, and I did, and I said, uh, you know, could anybody here watching step onto the court who chose where they were born? 
what what was the reaction and uh well i thought that that would make them think but they just went bananas i mean you know, just asking. But I mean, the, 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 they were very good. The security came and police came and, and, and got them out of there. But, but uh, you know, that's, and I still believe that to this day. I mean, you, you, you know, the Russians players didn't choose to be born in Russia. You know, the Ukrainians sure. didn't choose to be born in Ukraine. You are where you're from. And, and I think as an individual sport, you, you have to be free to play where you can, uh, wherever you, you know, where sport is otherwise again it's a moral judgment made by you know uh other people which is you know it's 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 a tough judgment to make because it's not a choice well sorry last thing if somebody stands up and goes you know you know bomb the hell out of so-and-so and and everything like that that's a different that on an individual basis that's a different thing but uh you know if people are largely like you know uh, their countries do what they're going to do. They they're not responsible for it. David, Sorry, got um, a bit heavy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Sometimes we go down these alleyways, yeah. and who knows where they can yeah. go. Uh, but let's uh, yeah, let's let's bring it to something a bit more lighter to finish on. Okay. Um, listen, we've got this next few weeks. Uh, you've already mapped out some of the schedule there. That the clay court season as well is is something to look forward to. I always like it because I'm based in Europe, so so it's nice because the clay court yeah. season means that summer's on the way, if you like, or at least it's beginning yeah. really. Um, uh, how optimistic are you about the rest of the year? I'm very optimistic right now. Yeah, very optimistic. Uh, yeah, I I think uh, I think we took a, a a good step forward in Vilnius and. And if you can hold on to that, I think uh, I think it's going to be a good year. Fingers crossed, David. It, it turns out that way. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today, thank both you. you and and Liam. Uh, it was great to to hear his thoughts as well on the last sort of few weeks in particular, but also what might be uh, coming up. And I will play us out with this very very short reminder to let you all know that you need to like and subscribe this video to keep up to date with all things tennis. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.